This is Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm Miley, podcast editor for the Plainsman. This week, I spoke with Hannah Lester. Hannah works for the Opelika Observer and also helps to produce the paper's magazine called Live Lee. Let's talk with Hannah. So I work for the Opelika Observer. And before that, I was with the Opelika Auburn News. I haven't always considered myself a journalist. Uh, That was something I decided on when I was in school. Before that, I was all into the sciences. I was going to be an orthodontist. I was going to be a physical therapist. But writing has always been something I've been passionate about. So getting to work for, you know, a couple local papers has been kind of a dream. Um, You wouldn't think that when I graduated from Auburn, I had no plans to stay here, but it worked out and it's been awesome to get to write, especially since that's not what I considered myself doing when I started at Auburn. Um, I had no idea I could make money in writing. So being able to write for a living has been very cool. So I work for a local paper. We produce once a week, which was a big switch from the daily I was at previously. Mm-hmm. But I work, we have another product, which is a magazine called Live Lee. Uh, it's a 100-page publication that we produce bi-monthly. And that's what I was hired on to do. Although I still do a lot of work for the paper, uh, the magazine is my main focus. So I get to come up with those story ideas, assign them out, do some writing myself, and then design the pages when I, come, when I get the stories back. So... I do both some paper writing and some magazine work, which is pretty cool. And you're from Birmingham, right? Yes, I'm from Birmingham. So definitely a different city than Auburn. (laughs) Um, As I've been learning a lot, there's small town charm, but there's also, you know, some small town drama and just a whole lot of different things that come with small towns like Auburn and Opelika um, than Birmingham, which was definitely a bigger area. You know, I knew my next door neighbors, but I didn't know people across town unless I went to school with them or something like that. People here just seem to know each other. Yeah. That is very true. And you mentioned that you, like, you weren't planning on staying in Auburn and having a career here, but what made Auburn kind of a viable option for you post-grad? Like, just like, you know, aside from getting a job. Yeah. So I was actually in Birmingham uh, after graduation. I had an internship with UAB, and I had hoped that that internship was going to be a full-time position, uh, but that didn't turn out to be the case. So I started looking for other options, and I did see a a job posting in Auburn. Uh, Like I said, I hadn't planned on staying. Most people, when they graduate, are kind of ready to leave, you know, at least to experience something new. And I have had the summer away. But when I came back and I thankfully uh, was able to take on that job thanks to an old professor of mine who was just great and continues to support me to this day. But outside of just the job itself and, you know, needing a job to pay pills, I found myself um, falling in love with the city in a completely new way. When you're a student, you experience downtown and you experience campus. But once you graduate, um, the city becomes your own because you're no longer just a student. You live here. You pay taxes here. You work here. Mm-hmm. And I started to discover Auburn and Opelika to an extent as well are just really cool places filled with really cool people. Um, we have a lot of small businesses. 
Mm-hmm. But I think there's a real heart behind small businesses, much more than a chain. You know, people are very passionate about what they do. And I felt like I began to discover that once I was no longer a student. I began to know people in my city. I can now walk down Magnolia and pop my head in several businesses and just say hi to the people working behind the counter because I know them now. And I realized I like a small town. I'd yeah. still one day maybe like to work in a big city because there's definitely something pretty cool about that too, especially for a journalist. But I've certainly found myself falling in love with the city I graduated in in a way I never expected. Right. That actually, that was like perfectly answered my next question. I was going to ask you that, you know, since graduating, you've taken this huge role in being integrated in local Auburn government. Yes. And like there, there has to be something that you have learned while working with like government, especially in city officials that you really didn't consider why you were a student and writing for um, like student-based stories and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, when I was still a student uh, and I was writing for the Plainsman, I covered campus. So I did not have much of an entryway into the city per se. Um, that professor who supported me, Philip, he did have me cover a couple council meetings, but I did them for class. Mm. I went, I got my quotes, I got out. Uh, and that's not to diminish the experiences that he gave me or, or the work that I did for those classes, but it's very different once you're doing it full time. I'd say the most important thing that I had not considered was that I would be forming relationships with city officials. Yeah. Uh, I know my council members, not only just for work, but I know who represents me in both the city and the county. I know my commissioner and I know my council member. I know the sheriff. Um, I call these people on a regular basis for work, but sometimes it's more than work. Sometimes we just talk off the record about life, you know? Yeah. We can just talk about things. And that's something I definitely didn't consider was being forming relationships with these people. Like I said, it's a small town, so people know each other. When you meet one person, suddenly you're meeting another and another and another. And I just hadn't considered that these people wouldn't just be work contacts. And I'm not saying that we're out on a Friday night getting drinks, <laughs> but it's a little more than just a quick email. You right. know, and I hadn't considered that I'd be forming relationships and how important those relationships would be when it came to a story. In July, uh, or maybe it was August 1st, July 31st, somewhere around there, we had a commissioner pass away. Uh, Johnny Lawrence, and I'd like to say that Johnny was a friend of mine, um, definitely outside of just work. When I left uh, OA, he was helping me look at other opportunities. He was supporting me in my work. We would just call and talk to each other after a commission meeting, and I definitely uh, considered him a friend when he passed, but Johnny was there for me when I needed help with stories. When we had a four-year-old go missing in the county, he called me one evening at like 10 p.m., and we just, he told me, he's like, you need to come out to the woods right now. He's like, I wanted to let you know. And when I got out there, the deputies wouldn't let me out there. And I said, well, I was told to come out here by both the commissioner and the sheriff. I was like, who do I need to call? Mm-hmm. And that was something I realized I could do. I could call the sheriff on the phone and I could call the commissioner on the phone and, and ask them what to do. You know, I'm making contacts with something I hadn't expected uh, would be as important as it was in a small town, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, shifting, I guess, from your reporting experience and your experience, your new perspective you've gained, where uh, 
we're now in this age of pandemic era, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so we've talked to plenty of people who really didn't start working or reporting for local government until sort of the middle of the pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic. And that's all they really knew. Yeah. But like you've mentioned, you've had the experience pre and whatever stage we're in now of the pandemic. So how was that tradition uh, transition for you? kind of going from you can see these people and you can ask these people to having to only do zoom or interviewing on the phone or whatever i wouldn't say that i'm an extrovert but i'm not an introvert either um and i found that part of what i loved about this job was being relational with people Mm -hmm. you know going to these meetings in person while i'm not going to say that every council meeting or commission meeting is going to be super exciting um, and sometimes they can be downright boring. I did still enjoy going. Um, and one of the reasons for that was the contacts I was making. And when the pandemic hit, everything went online, obviously. And that was necessary, obviously, for safety. But it was very different. I was watching meetings via Zoom. Um, if I had a question after a council meeting, it was by a Zoom meeting and I couldn't just walk up to them and ask them. I had to phone them later, Mm -hmm. shoot them an email. And then there's a delay sometimes and I'm not blaming them for that. That's just the the matter at hand. You know, we're dealing with technology. Right. It was extremely different. I found myself at home and when I was working for OA, I was writing three stories a day. So, and this is what everybody dealt with. It's not just a single person's experience, but you're shut inside all day long. Right. And I was writing three stories a day and that's just, I would wake up, I would write three stories and then just try to find something to do to fill the rest of my day indoors. I wasn't covering things except for, to be fair, when they decides the four-year-old went missing because that's the type of thing you, you go out there no matter what, you right. know, COVID or no COVID. We wore masks and we distanced as well as we could when a four-year-old was missing. Other than that, I was stuck inside just like everybody else which is extremely weird for a journalist whose job was hands-on. And that was one of the things I liked about the job. When I was younger, I won't say too much younger, but when I was in early college, I and I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, um, and I was switching from major to major, I told my mom, I was like, I just wish that I could wake up every day and do something different. One day I'd be a pilot, the next day I'd be a nurse. You know, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to be stuck in the same job. And I found that being a journalist has kind of given me that opportunity because every day I was out there doing something different. Maybe one day, yes, I was covering a city council meeting, but the very next day I was at the Auburn University airport talking to pilots. You know, I felt like I was given the opportunity to experience new things, but the pandemic um, forced everybody inside and no longer was I experiencing these things, but just talking to people via Zoom, which was very different and often very difficult. Um, people are less likely to talk to you when you can't go approach them. Yeah, They can blow off your email. Uh, so it made, there was a lot of technical things that were difficult, you know, not even being able to see my other reporters in person. We would hold weekly meetings by phone call. You know, there was the technical problems that co- come with covering meetings via Zoom. Um, Auburn Council recently experienced some problems where citizens couldn't speak because there was some sort of technical error. You know, there's all kinds of technical problems that come with the internet um, and with technology, but then there's also the relational problems. 
I didn't see council members for an entire year. I think some of them forgot I still lived in the city. Mm. You know, it's, things were just extremely different. And I actually switched jobs during a pandemic. So it was very weird being a reporter. And it still is because some things are still by Zoom. Other things have returned in person. And you've begun to find that balance of how best to reach people. There's also a lot of pluses. You know, um, sometimes it's a lot easier to do a phone call than having to go talk to somebody in person. You can definitely whip out more interviews. Yeah. You can get more information faster because you don't have to go meet five people in person. You can just do five phone calls. So there's definitely pluses and negatives, but it was a difficult experience. And I think it was for everybody. Did you did you find that it sort of affected your writing process as well? Honestly, and this may sound weird, I felt like I was able to write more. Yeah. Um, I had more time on my hands, so I found that I was writing sometimes, you know, as many as five stories a day if need be, and I was just sending them one after another to my editor because I write quickly. That's just always kind of been a gift, so I would go sit on Sanford Lawn once we were allowed back on Sanford Lawn and would do my writing, and I could whip out several stories, but they weren't maybe as interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to rely on contributed photos. We could go take photos of things. So we would do a series on how it was affecting professors, and we would just have to rely on them to send us pictures. And this is not throwing shade, but not everybody takes the greatest photos or has a good camera to take photos with. So that affected, you know, how our articles would look. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt like I could write more, which I guess is a plus. Yeah. So do, are you are you saying, do you think you wrote more, but you didn't really have the means to write, I guess, as developed stories? Do you feel that way? Yes, sometimes. Um, definitely. There were definitely aspects that would be lacking in a story because you can't go see something for yourself mm-hmm. or you can't talk to somebody in person. A phone call is just going to be a little less personal. That's just kind of the nature of how it is. So you might not be able to develop a rapport with a person quite as easily, which will lead you to be able to ask deeper questions. And obviously that's not always, you don't always need to ask deeper questions when you're doing an event preview or, you know, just a fun little feature. But when I write, when I started writing for this magazine and, um, we're writing deeper features, you know, we go and we sit down with people to really get to know them and talk about, let's say they open a local business, why they did that. But when the pandemic first started, everything is by Zoom or a phone call. And so if you're having technical problems and you have to turn the Zoom call off twice, well, that's just interrupting it every single time and you lose track of where you are. So you start to feel like you can't develop quite as story as you would have because of the boundaries that were put in place by the pandemic. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, we both discussed how important it is to make connections when you're talking to somebody and make them feel open to right. share with you. And I do think it is really difficult to just get a phone call or faceless phone call usually and just talk to someone, expect them to give you what you would like for the story. <laughs> exactly. It's like trying to open up to someone you've never met. Yeah. You know, if a source hasn't if a person I'm speaking with hasn't read a lot of my work, well, they might not even know how I'm going to portray them. You know, there's probably nerves on their end just being interviewed in the first place. 
So we can't go sit down at a coffee shop and just kind of get to know each other a little bit. They open up, they're feeling a little more at ease. You know, my recorder's just kind of sitting there out of the way. You know, I have to go through this whole process on a phone call of, well, I have this app. It's a recorder. It's going to put you on hold for a minute. And then you're going to, you'll, you'll be right back on, you know. Mm-hmm. I have to go through this whole process, whereas in person it's a little less sometimes in your face. We're just talking, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, it was definitely difficult, and there's still some of that that remains, you know. Yeah. Auburn Council just went back in person last week. Yep. We're still in a pandemic, you know, there's still things that are different, and probably some things are never going to go back to the way they were before. But we've adapted, we have. I'd say. So going off of that, City Council really did just have their first in-person meeting, and it's, yeah. it seems like we're starting at least a little bit to return to not full normalcy, but you're at least getting to see these people. And I had a reporter recently tell me that it's like, who started in the midst of a pandemic reporting for city council. She told me it was like seeing like all these celebrities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What's, what's the big sort, biggest sort of takeaway you've gotten from the pandemic, if anything, you think? The biggest takeaway from the pandemic, I mean, we can get personal here uh, and talk about just being able to be a little selfless sometimes. I lost two people during this Mm -hmm. pandemic uh, that were close to me, and that's very difficult, and I'm one of thousands and thousands that have lost people. So as important as my job is to me, and as much as I like doing my job, and as difficult as it was to do some of the things I love to do, being in person, um, connecting with people, getting to take pictures, that stuff is not nearly as important as it was to protect those that I love Mm -hmm. and to do the same for others. But then there's the aspect too, where it can be a little bit difficult to report on a topic that is, and it shouldn't have been but a topic that is controversial when you're asking people, when you're reporting on a story, when the governor's asking people to wear masks and people get angry, it's not your fault as a reporter, Mm -hmm. but it may get taken out on you. And that existed beforehand, obviously. Right. I was going to say, I I assume you'd be used to it. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You know, I've written a lot of controversial stories. But I felt like there was just so many of them during the pandemic mm-hmm. because everybody had a side. And so especially during some of the lockdowns and when lockdowns weren't being lifted and people wanted them to be and things like that, you know, sometimes people take things out behind a screen that they would never say to your face. And during the pandemic, everybody was behind a screen. <laughs> so everybody could say exactly what they wanted to say. And I felt like people don't do that to your face. So, but like I said, the most important thing was that we were protecting people. Yeah. I feel like, even when that was difficult. Yeah. So finally, you mentioned how you were not originally going to pursue this route of journalism and writing, but you know, eventually you did. So what sort of, I guess, advice could you give other people who are really interested in doing this as a full-time job or maybe they just 
are interested in it, you know? So, I, I mentioned how I switched my major a few times. Hmm. I was going to be orthodontics. Then I said, no, that's not for me. How about I give journalism a try? And I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to brag on my parents. They were incredibly supportive. They gave me a phone call and said, we think you should uh, check out journalism. Hmm. I said, we know you love to write and you can do that. And I came back with, no, you can't make money in the liberal arts because I was scared. I was terrified that I couldn't make money in the liberal arts and that that would be a poor decision and it would affect me. And so I said no. And I, I, after just a couple months of journalism, I switched to another science field, which also didn't pan out because I really don't like science. So I switched back to journalism. And my mom's advice to me was, if you work hard at it, you can make money in anything you want to do. You may not be rich, but if it's what you love to do, then it's worth it. And I took that advice to heart, and I worked extremely hard. I had three internships while in school, and all of this was after junior year because I switched four times. Hmm. Um, anybody who's interested in this field should absolutely pursue it. You know, I was lucky because my parents supported me, but I just have to say not everybody's parents are going to be okay with the switch from COSAM to liberal arts. You know, or even if you're thinking about this outside of graduation, you know, maybe you're, you know, a graduate student. Maybe you're just an adult who isn't happy with their career and you want to look at journalism. There are all kinds of opportunities. It doesn't just have to be print. It can be broadcast. You can do magazine work. You can freelance. There's all kinds of things. And as my mom said, if you're willing to work hard at it, then you can excel in anything you want to do. And I was very blessed with supportive parents. Um, but the advice rings true for anyone. So I guess my biggest piece of advice is if you want to try it, go for it. But go for it all the way. Be willing to give it a try because I wasted time by telling myself I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I wasted a lot of time when I could have I could have joined the Plainsman sooner. I could have met a lot of friends sooner. I could have had more opportunities. You know, and I'm not I'm not regretting any of my decisions. But if I hadn't second guessed myself, if I hadn't doubted myself and said no, I can't do that, then I don't know what kind of opportunities I may have had, you know. So if you if you want to pursue something, if you want to pursue journalism or writing, then I say go for it all the way. Just be willing to commit to that, because if you want to do it, then you can do it. This has been Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm Miley, signing off. <laughs>